Hello and welcome to Unplaytested, the podcast about RPGs that have never been played before. Because they never existed before. I'm Alex and my pronouns are he, him. And I'm Lara. I use she, her pronouns. And we are going to make a game based on a ludicrous suggestion chosen at random off of our big list. Uh, we also have a couple of guests joining us today for our first four-player episode. Well, uh, my name's Robert. I am proud to be adding to the surplus of players. My pronouns are they, them, or any pronouns. Uh, I like writing stories and having bad ideas, so looking forward to that. And hi, I'm Star, uh, he, him, and I, I did... I design games sometimes when i get around to it uh, but uh yeah this is I, I i'm glad to be contributing to the disaster that will be four players today yeah definitely looking forward to it uh gonna be real real fun to edit for me we're trying all sorts of new stuff with our tech as well so i i am uh very excited to find new failure points for our little <laughs> project we're we're pushing the podcast till it breaks <laughs> baby we're we're driving this podcast into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> uh, so I believe our next step is to roll on the big list. Oh, yes. Alex, do you have your 57-sided die? Wow. The number of sides on my die has gone up. Yeah. That's because this people great. keep submitting uh, good suggestions to our big list. And also, I guess, in the fiction of our podcast, your die is magic? Yeah, the die keeps growing new sides uh, because it was given to us by an alien. Ooh. Seems normal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a, it's like sort of a squishy organic die. Oh, that's no. I mean, I don't like <laughs> the die. It's got a carapace. Uh, that's why it makes hard rolling sounds. That's not better. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Sprouts little legs and crawls away. <laughs> I tried. John Carpenter's The Die. Oh, all right. Wait, uh, has somebody put a game where you roll bugs instead of dice on the big list yet? Because <laughs> that's mean. That's mean to bugs. We would not do that. Basically, what I'm saying is, get out your 58 sided die. <laughs> oh no! It's just happened. All right, I will get out my 57 sided die. And give it a nice roll. Sound effect. And luckily, I am the one who can see the die. <laughs> right, I've been cursed to not be able to see it. Um, and what we have got is number 39. Uh, players determine actions by hitting shuffle on their complete personal music library. The song that comes up, make it work. Whoa. I think the obvious uh, touch point for me would be Ribbon Drive by Avery Alder, where you are uh, a group of, I don't know if you're required to be teens, going on a road trip together, and you listen to songs and sort of make a playlist together and use that as your, uh, your sort of soundtrack for the game. And I think it also determines something I haven't played in a while. Does anybody else have thoughts that are leaping to mind for a uh, a music compilation randomized game? <laughs> the game that is actually coming to mind for me is um, sort of a riff on Jackson Tegu's Bibliomancer. Mm. Remind us how, uh, how Bibliomancer works. Uh, in this game, you are Bibliomancers. You are wizards. Uh, and... Basically, you determine your magical ability by picking an actual book that happens to be, you know, close at hand or that you have brought with you. Uh, and if you wish to perform a spell, you snatch up the book, you open it to a random page, you know, you tell everyone what it is you want to do. I want to destroy this wolf that is following me. And you just read the first sentence. Uh, Dulcinea absently tossed her crutches one by one. And then we figure out, okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> Toss them directly into the wolf's mouth. Yes, and I believe that there is essentially a die roll to determine whether this uh, spell ends up being ineffective, effective, or too effective. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't think we've had a, a game with 
this type of prompt before, so I'm like, ooh, what do we what do we do with this? There's a lot of different directions that we could go. Yeah, I mean we are usually we have more of a setting and we have to figure out a resolution and we are in rather the opposite boat. Mm-hmm. The idea of a, a playlist almost like sets up like just a and I like never go in this direction when I'm thinking of games, right? But like almost like mm-hmm. your spell slots to a certain extent. Ooh. If we're sort of playing on the idea of the bibliomancer thing, right? Where you have like these spell slots uh-huh. and you could potentially be slinging spells, but you never know which one from your spell slots you're going to get to pull because it's on shuffle. That's kind of fun. That is, I am pretty into that. Yes. So I don't have my music on spotify i've said i have it on um, the youtube music and the shuffle just like creates a playlist um mm. so like I, I can uh see at least the next eight songs coming up if i were to use that as a mechanic which uh, could itself be used if you have a, a shuffle program that creates a playlist instead of just putting one song on you could change it could change the uh the flavor of what's happening i think Mm-hmm. Oh, I just had a realization. Theoretically, we want this to be a game that we can stream, and having a game where you play <laughs> a bunch of music is kind of get a DMCA takedown oh, the game. Time. Yeah, oh no. Uh, so it turns out the only songs on my playlist are Waltzing Matilda and Auld Lang Syne. <laughs> <laughs> I've got happy birthday and... <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no the, the happy birthday people actually lost a lawsuit and they don't own it anymore, I think. Oh, okay. Thank God. <laughs> Screw them. Um, that, like, I think that is relevant. That is probably... Unless, unless we want to abandon ship, which is not a terrible idea. <laughs> we, uh, could, we could try rolling again real quick and see what happens. I think we... We get a re-roll every once in a while. <laughs> it's not that it's um, a bad idea, but that it's an unstreamable idea. <laughs> it's a very unstreamable idea in our current climate. Uh, for those of you listening from the year 3000, uh, thank you. And why didn't you use your time travel to help us, you monsters? <laughs> uh, but... Back in the year 2020, just as it was about ending, uh, we had some very litigious uh, people who did not like even a few seconds of audio being played. And I, I feel like listening to a streamer say, OK, I'm I'm going to turn on some Lizzo and then they just like put their headphones on and just groove for a while. <laughs> it's not good TV. <laughs> All right. This is, it could be really this funny. Is fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty good TV. But uh. All right. If if I'll say I to the reroll, I will accept this. I'm I'm for it. I think. Okay. Yeah. Roll that bone again, friend. Roll. Uh, number thirty-four. Knife-based resolution mechanics. Oh wow! <laughs> isn't, isn't that most traditional tabletop RPGs? <laughs> well, I think this. My my impression uh, is that this is more of a, like, uh, spin a knife in a circle and see what mm. it points to, or do that game from Aliens where you're putting the knife between all of your fingers as fast as you can and, you know, see how long you can go type of mechanic. I like dropping a target and trying to, like, stab the knife at it in the air, and that's that's how you gauge something goodness <laughs> <laughs> might not be good for people's equipment you get your screen that way but <laughs> really just just take out Ugh. your life with that yeah <laughs> you could just have a knife fight to resolve your uh any rolls mm-hmm. i feel like knife fight <laughs> ought to go on the moment I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna put stabbing as a no <laughs> well stabbing other people you could still stab an apple Okay. Okay. Now this is bringing us to an interesting place. Sure. Uh-huh. Stabbing an apple. Stabbing, stabbing apples an apple. might be. <laughs> stabbing people won't. Okay. This, this does seem like the sort of thing people would plug in for a stream to watch. Yeah. That's that's good TV. <laughs> okay. This is not like Bibliomancers, even a little. <laughs> well... 
You throw a knife at a book. <laughs> hmm. See what it hits. Hmm. What are we comfortable doing with knives? <laughs> That's a great question. So one one thing we could do, although I am slightly loath to uh, get rid of all the exciting, sensuous possibilities of sharp knives, this could be a game where you use like a butter knife or something that you can safely uh, gesture grandiloquently with and not have to worry about slicing your pop filter in twain. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably good. Knife substitutions are allowed. Yeah, you could. Oh, oh, you could. Uh, you could make a knife out of cardboard <laughs> or something. We've all got cardboard lying around during the panic at the disco. Are you recommending we make shivs? <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a representation. It's an icon of a knife. I think I'm actually stealing from myself with this idea. Because uh, I made a 200-word RPG a couple of years ago about being gladiators, and you had to make your weapons and armor out of, like, paper, so that they would be, like, flopping all around. That's very good. Yeah, it was it was a pretty good idea. Uh, I don't think any human has ever played that game, and maybe no one ever will, but I think it was good. What was it called? Roar of the Crowd. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, paper knives. I'm happy with paper knives. Maybe we're just going to remake Roar of the Crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could. nothing can stop us from going and reading Roar of the Crowd if we really want to. I could get you a link. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool, but it was also a game for playing in person now that I think about it, so we probably shouldn't do that. What else can knives do besides cutting and stabbing? Uh, decorate your wall. Ooh. I, I was going to say decorative knives. You can, can compare yeah. who has the best knife. Yeah. So you can you can design knives and then like set them up in a in an attractive display and then uh somebody else whoever is not part of the uh conflict that's being resolved judges whose knives are better and that's the person who wins. Mm. And it is completely unrelated to knives whatever you're actually doing. <laughs> You could be you could be uh, barristers in this yeah. example. Yeah, you could be um, at a particularly peaceful courtroom. Uh. <laughs> Not a knife in sight. Who can forge the best knife? <laughs> okay, 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 hold up. Well, yeah, hold yeah, up. yeah. <laughs> have y'all have y'all seen Forged in Fire, the blacksmithing reality TV show? No, no. Well, it's good and relevant to this discussion. Uh, <laughs> they do competitive blacksmithing, and aside from being extremely, extremely just steeped in traditional masculinity, it's really cool. I hear there are eventually some lady blacksmiths on it. Uh, listener, if you know which episodes of Forged and Fire have women on them, at me on Twitter, because I don't want to watch the ones that are only dudes, and it's almost all of them. Uh, but they they forge a knife and then they test the knife for different uh, different aspects like sharpness and durability and longevity. I don't know uh, whatever it is the aspect a knife can have aesthetics. That would be interesting to try to replicate in the TTRPG space somehow, or or at least to take some amount of inspiration from. So you're you're proposing. An RPG that is effectively a uh, a competitive forging simulator. I'm I'm not saying it has to be that, <laughs> but my brain just lit up when you said forging or whatever it was you said. So, have you heard of Barry Murray uh, or Barry Mary? It, it's it is a competitive cooking PBT, uh, PBTA RPG. Where essentially you have a, a a lich who is hosting this cook-off competition, and you go through a series of rounds where you're or you're graded on different things, and each each time you randomly select which quality of whether it's style, taste, like complexity of the dish is going to be the preferred stat or like characteristic that Mary cares about for that particular round and so you don't know until after you've like proposed your dishes and find out how they're rated 
but th- mm-hmm. that, that kind of falls into the sequence or similar tones as competitive crafting of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a really cool idea. I guess something we will want to figure out is knives are our resolution mechanic. Are knives also our theme? Mm. If not, like, why not? Like, if this is just a game about dinosaur skateboarders, what are we doing with these knives? I'm inclined to say that knives should be relevant. I don't know if it's if it all has to be about knife making, but we should be knife havers, at least. It feels appropriate. Your character has a knife. That should go on the must list, I feel like. Or you are a knife? I think someone has already made uh, Adventurers and their sentient weapons the game. I think three or four people have made that game already. Yeah, I'm thinking Tempered Legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gun and Slinger. There's a lot. Wield and a few others. For some reason, I've been th- I'm thinking of like some sort of barter mechanic where you're trying to like s- swap knives with people and not end up with a certain knife or something. Ooh, swapping Ooh. knives. Knife swaps. <laughs> this way you, you could use sharp knives, probably not, you know, dangerously, but you'd be like, I, I want this knife for, for this task. At the start of the session, you can like determine which knives are have which qualities or whatever kind of collectively and then you are just negotiating with everybody else for like which knife you have at any given time that's cool so like every every player brings their own knife yeah i mean you can also like just bring a bunch of like a box of knives it's important to have boxes of knives lying around <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i feel like uh you know to to keep it accessible you could say something like you can bring a knife, or you could bring a picture of a knife. If you want to say, oh, I want to have this knife with a beautiful silver filigree and an emerald in the hilt, then you can just go Google that and be like, here's my knife, and hold it up to your camera or to your friend. Okay, but if somebody uh, says they're bringing a knife and they bring a sword, can we all agree that they are out of the game? Absolutely. Yeah, no dirks. So we can also just make the sword just very undesirable by, by default. Like, there's just a rule clause that says the sword is the worst knife that you all have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if your knife turns out to be of sword length uh, or construction, it gets a negative 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so many negatives. Yep. It's the biggest negative we've imposed so far. Okay, swapping... I, I am in love with the idea of swapping knives being a thing somehow. Can we give this the working title, Knife Swap? I like it. <laughs> Sounds like wife swap, which is... No, it doesn't. (laughs) Okay. In that case, you're wrong. I mean, I'm wrong. (laughs) Listen, speaking as, uh, I believe, the only wife on this call, I approve of it. So, there you go. (laughs) All right. Swapping knives. One thing uh, that I always want to steal in every game from... uh, Mobile Frame Zero Firebrands by Megan Vincent Baker is uh, that your character has three attractive qualities and you can be rich and severe and stern or whatever. Uh, And everyone's like, ooh, good qualities. Giving a knife three qualities would be a fun way to distinguish our sharp, cold, and clean knife from a buttered... Small, foldy, poisoned, <laughs> dangerous, uh, exotic, serrated. Totally yeah. approve of this. Strong agree. It's fun to make up knives with three attributes. Is what I'm finding so far. That's a that's a good time. I feel like coming up with just a list of attributes would be super helpful for people. Mm-hmm. That way, you don't have to be generating them spontaneously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're allowed to. Yeah, obviously, you know, choose from this list or make your own is a good prompt, probably. If you come in with a serpentine knife, mm-hmm. mm, and it's not on the list, you still get to call it serpentine. Although yeah. serpentine will definitely be on the list. Would it behoove us to like do some thinking about what sort of game or setting we have here to lend some context <laughs> to the knife swap? 
That seems good. Yeah. We need uh what are what are the elements of a setting that we need? Like where and when is it? What genre is it? What type of characters are we playing? Are they all the same or are they different? So there's something really funny and, and I've like my jam lately has been slice of life type games. And there's something really funny of the idea of having these like slice of life everyday things and like you need a knife to solve it. <laughs> That's great. Slice of life. Uh, oh, slice. slice of life, though. Slice of life. <laughs> Knife swap, colon, slice of life. Okay. If we find a better name than that, I will be very surprised. <laughs> <sighs> slice of life. <laughs> I think we're done. We just have the name. We can just we're we're done. That's yeah, yeah. This was this was a quick one. <laughs> well, uh, no, wait. Who? <laughs> who? What kind of slice of life are we? Who are these knife armed people that are just having kind of casual days where they <sighs> do need knives? Like my mind is going to somewhere vaguely post-apocalyptic, you know. Oh. Mm. The idea of being armed con- constantly with a knife and also sometimes bartering knives makes me feel real. Uh, let's visit Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm kind of having an opposite impulse that it's more interesting to me if they're in a setting where people don't <laughs> traditionally have knives, where they're like, no. Everything is safe. Everything is fine. We just have these knives as, like, status symbols. So, my thought evolving from the swap is that maybe everybody has a secret reason they need a knife, and they don't want anybody to know it, because there's, like, that's, this is our end condition. So you're trying to trade for a knife that you need, because you're going hunting, or you're going knife fighting. Knife uh, secrets! Knife <laughs> secrets! <laughs> knife secrets! And... I don't know what triggers the end, but you want to have the knife that is best suited for your your secret goal at the end. This is almost starting to feel like uh, one of those theater improv games <laughs> where you would, you know, go around shaking hands with everyone and one of you turns out to be the murderer or something, right? Uh, that's kind of a cool mindset. I like that because I feel like there there's the immediate reaction I had was I want to have the scenario where... I get the exact knife that I want, and then I have to give it away the next turn, and I'm really mad that the game did not end <laughs> at the right time. I feel like that would keep it real spicy for me, so that you're kind of playing hot potato with these knives, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're saying, I need the knife, but I also need it now. Mm. And maybe... uh no, if this was like a board game, you'd say there are few enough adjectives that you could, you know, get one out of the three you need or something mm-hmm. uh, and get fewer points or whatever and then do another round. But I don't feel like we're going to be doing multiple rounds of this. Or are we? Or are we? It's hard to say. I feel like you could also have the, when you're creating objectives, you can also create, or creating knives, you can also create the objective. Um, and that would allow you to make sure that your knives are well suited to your goals or poorly suited to your goals. Ooh. Can you create the objective that is attached to your knife and then objectives get essentially randomized so that the knife you start with and the objective you start with are not related. Right. That seems fun. So you could say I'm going to go boar hunting, so I need a knife that is wide. Uh, and then somebody else ends up going boar hunting, or you end up giving away the wide knife, or both? Hmm. Like, do things get put into a pool, and then you draw out of it randomly? Do you, like, draft? I actually (laughs) like drafting. drafting. (laughs) I think that you... So you, you have, first you start with the objectives. You, everybody just writes an objective, like, what do you need a knife for? And then you... When you're designing knives, like you you do an adjective and then you pass it, and then the next person adds an adjective and then you pass it. So everybody adds an adjective to the different knives. Ooh. So you're, and maybe you don't you know what one of your one of the objectives is when you're designing it, and then the others are unknown. That's maybe. fun. Maybe I don't. 
we can we can play around with with information that um the players mm-hmm. have access to. But this knife drafting and swapping <laughs> sounds extreme. I feel like there's something there, and like if we can catch that lightning, we're gonna be really happy. <laughs> I, I, but we might die. I do think we should have multiple rounds because there's something really fantastic about everyone trying to describe using the in ideal knife for the the objective that they have, mm. and so. I'm going boar hunting, but like I ended up with like the butter knife, and this is what that looked like. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, because definitely we want to be describing things. We want to be. Uh... So I think what I would what I would enjoy to do on my turn in this game would involve saying, "Aha! It's the end of the draft. Here's my." three index cards or however i drafted a knife and then i say to everyone ah you you would love my ornate marble uh living knife (laughs) it's so cool let me describe it to you and tell you all about the the beautiful smooth surface and the little eyeball that it has that looks around at you and all that uh, you know, going into just as much detail as I can about this knife. And then you have to hand it away to someone, and then they go and they have to do something. Like, I feel like the the reason we're making a TTRPG and not a board game is that at some point you got to talk about stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How do we get that in? We may not make the... I mean, I'm not sure how this works out, but if the swapping isn't required, if you have to actually convince somebody to swap, then it becomes, you have to actually talk about it, and then you have to explain why your knife is so great. Right, you've kind of got to sell the knife. Yeah. What if, okay, so you're selling somebody a knife. I don't want to have to be good at that, uh, is my first feeling. Something that would be interesting is if you had... I'm thinking about the uh, the card game Masquerade, where you have like a face down card and you are revealing your identity, but you might be lying and you might not know if you're lying because you don't know what the face down card is sometimes. <laughs> if you had something like two knives where you said, hey, I'm going to offer you this knife. It's got these three qualities. And if they don't take it, they have to take the face down knife instead. Mm. I like is that. Is that anything? Something like that, giving a making a swap happen, but not necessarily the one that you want. Because then, if I say, "Oh, this knife is—it's so sick. Oh, it's really good. The sharpest, mm, really great knife," and they're like, "I'm not taking that knife. You're trying to sell me on that too hard. I'll take the secret knife." That's just fun for everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> and it, 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 you know, there's more secret knives, which is a win for everyone. There's something great about the phrase "secret knife." Secret knife is a good <laughs> phrase. It would make a good title if we didn't have a better title already. <laughs> Secret knife slice of life. Secret knife slice of life. Oh, that's also good. She do rhyme. She do rhyme. But I'm not changing that title. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, what I am doing is pointing out that we've been at this for, oh gosh, has it been about a half an hour? I think it has been. Uh, so it's time for an ad break. I do like knives. Uh, so recently, it's not an RPG, uh, but I've been really kind of f- following the Oath uh, tabletop board game Kickstarter, oh. which is a legacy adjacent strategy game without like the legacy, you know, scriptedness. Basically, the way you win the game changes how future games are played, but you can keep playing it indefinitely. And it's a game about dying empires. Uh, and th- the sad legacies they leave behind when they're destroyed, and I love that. <laughs> uh, and it looks really cool. Yeah. And it's, I think, shipping fairly soon. So it's a, it's a good it's a good times. Everybody should check it out. It's by Later Games, who did Root, uh, which was also very popular. Oh, okay. Yeah, not, now I got my attention. <laughs> There's also a Root TTRPG, which is really fun. That also looks really cool, yeah. It looks really cute. 
Uh, but it's not my ad. It's time for Star's ad. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do design games. I've got a couple that I've been working on right now. I'm wrapping up Wanderlust, which is a game about a wanderer who is going off an important journey. And the game doesn't even go into the journey. It's all about the days leading up to go on the journey. So packing your bags and saying goodbye to the people and places that you care about. And so it's this, it's very lovely. It's, it's up on itch in alpha format, but I'm trying to wrap up the art and get that available. And then I've got a couple other projects in the fire. I'm working on a, it's called Streets of Fire. It's a oh. Firebrands hack inspired by Fast and the Furious and Motor City and Motor Crush. And it's ensemble cast and you race fast cars. And that's a lot of fun. And that's what I'm working Ooh. on. That I've been mainly working on lately. And then the final big project I'm working on is The Pack, which is a Lost in the Wilderness survival game inspired by Homeward Bound and those types of adventures. So you're a, a pack of dogs lost in the wilderness trying to find your way home. So those are the three big projects I've got going on. In other space, I've been playing a game by Luke Jordan and Atlas Selman called Heaven Has No Taste. Mm-hmm which is a Good Omens-inspired slice of life. It's like the coffee shop AU version of, uh, like, it's it's a ton of fun, and it's very, very chill. And it's one of the best implementations I've seen of the No Dice, No Masters uh, system so far from just my experience, and that's been really, really great to see. Cool. Uh, Just, uh, you'll be saying this again at the end, but if people want to buy your games based on their incredibly good pitches, uh, where would they find them at? Uh, You can find me on starwest.itch.io, and you can follow me uh, at Hedgiespresso on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Basically took Hedgie from Hedgehog and Espresso and smashed them together. Oh, oh. Sword is the worst knife. One of the knives is a sword. <laughs> yes. You okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. One of the knives is a sword. One of them has uh Okay. My board game brain is is kicking on. You write these knives on big index cards. Mm-hmm. They got their three attributes. Uh you do not turn them face up at any time. All you do is pick one of the two you have, describe it to the other person, put it back face down. They say, I would like this knife or that knife. And then you pass them one, the one that they chose, and then they get it. They look at it. They're like, okie dokie. One of them has knife in quotation marks because (laughs) it's actually a sword. (laughs) So do they have to be honest when they're looking at like the card or can you bluff? I think yes yeah. my my feeling is that you have to you have to tell the truth about what you're doing it's mm-hmm. not a bluffing game mm-hmm. uh that could be inaccurate but that's sort of how i'm thinking about it in my brain right now mm-hmm. yeah i mean it, it seems like a lot of what's going on is you're trying to sell people on the it's it's kind of more like a snake oil style party game mm-hmm. Yeah, something um, or or a kind of a Jackbox game uh, mm-hmm. where the the challenge is in selling the thing, not tricking the audience. Mm-hmm. In which case, maybe you should just turn it face up so that they can see it because you're not going to be lying just do about that. it. Yeah, yeah, I th- uh, yeah. I think my only reason for having a face down or a, a, a not revealing things to people was that it would just be fun if you get a knife and then you go, this isn't a knife at all. It's a sword. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest that, knife. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think there's definitely something in one of them is face up. One of them is face down. You describe the one that is face up and whether that's actually the better knife. Right. You know, that's sort of, like, is this the one you want to give away, or is that the one you keep so you're not describing it very well so that mm-hmm. maybe we'll take the first down one? Yeah. Having having a bit of uncertainty there makes the, the trades interesting because it gives you more to do than just, here's the knife that I have, do you want it? Why N? You never know if you're getting a worse deal with the other trade. 
Right. And are you are you offering this knife to a specific person? Do you pick who you're offering it to? Does someone make a request of you? Is there some kind of like bidding process? An auction? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> this is already too complicated. <laughs> Just a teetering we're, this is a, a teetering, tumbling block tower of a game already, and you're going to add more mechanics? Have we considered a block tower for our mechanics? We have not, and we will not. <laughs> a block tower made of knives. Well, I'm a back tumbling on board. knife tower, yeah. That's, those aren't blocks. <laughs> Everyone who thinks they know the experience of Dread has not played with a tumbling knife tower. Then you'll feel it. Maybe the life it slices will be your own. <laughs> I feel like, I kind of like the idea that you want to end up with the desired, your desired knife and you want to get rid of the knives that aren't yours. And so it might make sense to try and pitch to other people, like we were talking about with like, are you trying to target people to pitch a knife to them based on their objective? So maybe we want to know what the objectives are, because then you can be like, clearly this boar hunting knife is the right, you know, this is the right thing to go with versus, oh, this one here. And so you're trying to get rid of yours to maybe get something they have. So do we want the objectives to be like codified so that like this knife is for X or do we just want there to be an end point when you end up with a knife and have to describe how suited it is for your objective? I'm kind of inclined to go with the latter and that there might be an aspect of like where the table sort of has to collectively look amongst themselves and say, yeah, that's a good knife for this purpose or <laughs> no. Yeah, I think I like that better. Because if there's an amount of them going, listen, pal, that knife is brittle as one of its adjectives. That's not going to serve you against the boar. Yeah. Because I think there's a, f there's a fun improviness to you have a knife with three qualities. Two of them very obviously help. One of them, you're going to have to do a little bit of work to explain why that helps. And then everyone can be like, you're full of crap or not. <laughs> oh, and you have to use every quality when yeah. you're describing, right? That oh, of course. almost goes yeah. without saying. And and do you get points? Why do you why do you want to describe so many qualities? What is the advantage? What is fun? <laughs> I mean... it's, it's fun, <laughs> yes. Uh I'm I'm is there a diegetic reason? Why does your character <laughs> want to acquire these knives like i feel like there there's uh i want to make sure we have a solid like mechanic two narratives matchup you know mm -hmm. okay i mean I, I feel like our narrative is very light at present we are <laughs> this is slice of life we're people who have knives we don't really have anything beyond that <laughs> are we in a city is it the past is it space i don't know hmm what if we are people who meet up once a year and every game is a year apart? Okay. I'm listening. I, and then I pass the ball. <laughs> so it might be helpful if we had not, like a broader idea of what objectives we had. Because, you know, like boar hunting, making a cake, serving a cake, doing a murder. Just getting in a fun knife fight for fun. Like, those are a broad swath of people most of the time. Or one very interesting person. <laughs> what if your goal is something really big? Like, overthrowing a king. Overthrowing a king. Okay, overthrowing a king is great, but it's not very slice of life. <laughs> Unless you have a very cool life. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a Tuesday for me. <laughs> Doing some cult sacrifices. Yeah, good point. I was I was starting to head in a slightly exalted direction there for a minute, and I think we <laughs> we may want to rein it in. Uh you need to slice an apple. Uh Star, you brought up slice of life earlier. <laughs> What are what's your verdict? This is my fault. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so 
like I was like the where I was going originally was sort of like you you have like everyday things where they're like small challenges, right? Like I I'm trying to get to school. I missed my bus. I need to solve the problem. I need a knife. And like then the solution is how do I solve that problem with a knife? But if we're going with the knife swap where people are meeting up and switching knives, that's a totally different type of space. Mm-hmm. I feel like it could easily be, you know, you're just a bunch of people. You are um, all on, I don't know, a train or a Zeppelin or something going to your destination and you put your knives in knife storage and then it got mixed up <laughs> <laughs> when they handed the back out to the passengers. And so you and instead of just trying to find the rightful owner, you're just kind of trading knives around because this knife, his knife seems like it could be pretty cool. Her knife is even better. And so you just do trading instead of the normal thing and just finding who's who owned this knife before (laughs) well all the knives are in their identical sheaths because it would be illegal to take them out on a train (laughs) that is train law (laughs) it's important world building (laughs) it's important that you respect train law (laughs) because the train guards knives have very deadly attributes (laughs) (laughs) the thought i was having was kind of like leaning into coffee shop au as a style except it's knife knife store au (laughs) okay (laughs) that we establish our characters as being whatever the hell we want you know they're big grand space heroes or they're wizards or whatever uh, and we can like have a little fun with that. We can have fun with this game, um, but you know, we we establish these big heroic characters, and then we give them extremely mundane knife-based objectives. <laughs> I'm Gandalf the Gray. Hello, I'm riding my Shadowfax. I'm doing magic. Oh, this apple is twice as big as I want it to be, and I'm not going <laughs> to eat my way through it. So here's my problem. I'm going to go into the, the the interplanetary, intertemporal, universal knife shop. The only knife shop that exists. And I'm going to grab some knives because they only sell knives in the big knife pile. <laughs> this is, this is uh, the Arcadia of knife shops in that all knife shops are connected to it. As the Great Forest connects all lesser forests. Indeed. So is it, is it like just a rule of the knife shop that like you can only you pick, you can only pick up one knife from the stock and then you just have to trade it with somebody who's there? Is that why we're trading with each other? Yeah, it's like it's like first come first serve. So everybody ran into the knife shop, which was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> everybody walked carefully into the knife shop, briskly but carefully, to the knife rack, and they pulled the first knife off the rack. So they had a knife. And also, one person has an extra sword, I guess, to accommodate (laughs) trades. Um, And, yeah. Then they're like, oh, well, this is a knife, but that guy's knife, ooh, mwah, bellissima, that knife. I'm going to (laughs) achieve it with a series of elaborate trades in this, the knife store. So I, I like the idea that, if, if, especially if the objectives are known up front, you could do a whole knife creation as your world building session. And mm-hmm. then once you have your collection of knives, then you declare your characters as you, because that's great. I'm, I'm Gandalf and I got the apple. <laughs> And then, and then, and then maybe the, the, the store is, usually you take a number, but the number producing machine is broken today. And, <laughs> and that's when negotiations begin. And now you have to convince somebody that this knife is better for carving that apple. Hmm, I don't know. I'd kind of like that knife. The serpentine knife might be better for carving the apple. And then negotiations Thanks begin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It all makes sense. It all ties together. So I'm sad because I just had uh, an idea that I really like that would only work in person. Uh, but 
hear me out, just in case this sparks anything in anyone else's brain. Uh, going back to there's just more knives so that we all have one face-up knife and one face-down knife at all times. Uh, if I make a swap with Star, I extol the virtues of how great my face-up knife is, he explains the virtues of how great his face-up knife is, and then we both simultaneously reach across the table, and we either grab the face-up one or the face-down one, like, at the same time, uh, or one of us goes first mm. and then the other one goes, so you can be like, oh, you took my face-down knife? I'm gonna take your face-down knife in retribution because you did that. That seems like it could seed some drama. Mm. So there's kind of a simultaneous knife trade going on. I like simultaneous. It's a simultaneous swap? Almost like a knife fight. You could do simultaneous online if you just did, like, secret decision-making. There's usually a mm -hmm. decent way to do that. Right. You just you just write it down yeah. and then hold the thing up to your camera or yeah. whatever. You say you say up or down for the face up and the face down. So I think narratively the face down knife represents a knife that's like still on the rack. Like you're trying to make a trade and then Steve is like, no, I don't want that knife. And he just trades with the first knife he sees on the rack. Uh, so you you don't have like you have a face down knife, but you don't have like any interaction with it apart from maybe knowing what it is. I think I like that. I could see that. I also do like that you just have a knife behind your back at all times, though. Because <laughs> the knife store can be dangerous. <laughs> That's a really fun flavor that you're like, here's my knife. I am holding another knife right now that I am not showing you. This, this knife store thing is almost clicking for me. Where is the proprietor of the knife store? Have they died? Is that why this is happening? It's a store. Why are we swapping things in a store? Does it have to be a store? Could it be there is just a fundamental nexus of the platonic ideal of knife towards which all who wield knives are drawn in their time? Is that more ridiculous? Is that more ridiculous than the... Time space transcendent knife shop with no proprietor. Is there a difference? <laughs> Did you, we're not. Nobody's bringing money. Is the thing like it's not a shop? If it's you know, if it's a swap meet, that's different to my brain. I don't know if that's a useful distinction, but like <laughs> the idea of a shop with with shelves and things feels different than a big messy pile of knives and people with, you know, agendas uh, trying to hide them from each other. One of you has cast a spell that opens a portal to the elemental plane of knives, which sucks in <laughs> everyone who needs a knife and has a knife. Everyone who has a knife and needs a different knife is summoned through across time and space to the, to the knife zone. This is working for me. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> And it produces only enough knives for all of those people and no more. <laughs> right. Well, there is only one of each type of knife in this world, and you can't make more. There's just only one. So there's only Famously. one. Famously. Yes. Just like in real and life. One of them is, yeah. And one of them is a sword. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we need to do the sword thing, because uh, I really don't understand how that would work mechanically. Like, if you're writing down the attributes secretly... Is one of the words just sword? And like, what if three different people choose to make theirs the sword or nobody does? I, I think that it mechanically you just like, openly you just have one card that just says sword on it and nothing else. And then that goes face down and then everybody, then you do you the just shuffle it in. Yeah, you just shuffle it in. There could be another card in the middle of the table. Go on. And so you, each person makes two knives, a secret knife. And a like make everyone makes two knives. So then you shuffle out. Everyone gets a secret knife and a revealed knife. Then there's also a knife in the center of the table, and that could be because the sword is an is an unequal number then, and mm. and so now I'm not quite sure how that fits into the play. Because if you have the sword, why not just grab the one in the center? Unless the rule is if you have the sword, you can't grab it in the center. You've got to pawn your sword off to somebody else. But it's your 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 hands are full. The sword is too big and heavy. You can't reach into the center to get another knife. <laughs> it's too heavy. 
conversations. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> Maybe this, you know, the sword is so big, like you couldn't surreptitiously do it, and that's what the swapping for the center is just like quietly putting a, your knife down and picking up another one. Right. Which is a very satisfying visual, just like slide. Yeah. Yeah, that, that of course, would have to just be an honor system thing. Mm-hmm. Which you could yeah. find out pretty easily if somebody had cheated if the sword ends up in the center, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be worried about it if you're... Yeah. This doesn't feel like a deeply competitive game. <laughs> right, There's yeah. honor among those in the elemental knife plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's why you're there, to make honorable knife swaps. And to tell stories about your activities back home like is there uh where where are we getting our where are we getting our story layer from is there more that you can do to create narrative than just to say here's this great knife i mean i feel like the the swapping of the knives is kind of it's diegetic essentially but then the mm-hmm. well here's the knife i got and here's the thing i tried to do let me tell you how it went is kind of a pullback I'm describing the epilogue of my character, and you all tell me whether this ends with me cutting an apple in half or (laughs) dying in the attempt. (laughs) And I don't know, maybe you get points for everyone who thinks it it works out well for you, or maybe it's a binary, you pass or you fail. I don't know. We'll leave that for the game designers to figure out. (laughs) It almost feels a little Dixity at that point. It is a little Dixity. I'm Which okay I kind of like, yeah. Let's ask the very vital question, the most vital of all questions. At this point, do we have a game? There's still details to be worked out, but uh, we've got a vague structure. I think maybe like this is multiple rounds of knife swapping to mm-hmm. make uh, an evening out of it, but whatever. We have a form of task or scene re- re- resolution, and that form is talk about a knife. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very, we have a very good title, um, and I think by any reasonable definition, this counts as a knife-based resolution <laughs> mechanic. Yeah. Is this a game? I think I think this qualifies as a game. I, I would play it. I might not play yeah. it again. But I would play <laughs> it. That's that's unplaytested. You yeah. only need it to work <laughs> once, and then if we want it to be better, our unplaytrons can vote on it and say, "Hey, make this actually good, and make us go back and do a revision of it." So that's on them. <laughs> I like the idea that unplaytested works on like bridge constructor rules where <laughs> the bridge doesn't have to hold up. It just needs to get the car across and you get to go to the ninth level. <laughs> it can be falling apart behind you as you go, for sure. So how do we know the swapping is done and it's time to go off on our tasks? A great <laughs> question. <laughs> okay after everyone has gone once everyone everyone gets to make one trade you get one i would say after everyone has gone n number of times because you might want to make it like a longer trading sequence so you have to get really Mm -hmm. byzantine with your strategies or just do it once i think that it can yeah you can also do it until everybody gets bored of it but that's not not ideal maybe what if you did it uh what if you did it the first time it's just one time and then the second time it's two times oh. and then the third time it's three or maybe not three times but you know something like that where it, it has increasing complexity as it goes on mm. uh that would be kind of fun because then you would be much less likely to end up with a great result on the first time and that's kind of more fun mm. and then the second time you're like all right this time i'm gonna like really get this going somehow mm-hmm. <laughs> all right i'm into that Seems legit. I like that. It gets more complex and challenging. And you have to change up your strategy as you go <laughs> each round. Because if anything, we need this to be a deeply strategic game. So I, I think right. it makes... Yeah. That is my, my biggest uh, like slight quibble so far is that we have 
partially designed kind of a cool board game with TTRPG elements. <laughs> uh, more so than a full-fledged TTRPG. I'm like, I just want, I want a little mm-hmm. bit more in there of your characters and talking about them or like something well then you get to like dramatically introduce yourself as you show up there you Mm -hmm, go mm -hmm. yeah i think having dramatic like like the world building stage where you build the knives and you build the objectives and build the characters i think that's where you can get really tabletopy about it so you can establish your your ultimate powerful wizard who's the greatest wizard of all time who gets assigned the task to serve cake at a birthday party um and so I think that that works really well if with like a round robin thing of passing around, like creating a thing. Yeah. And then so you have the, the creation phase and then the play phase. And I think that that gives it the more RPG uh, qualities that you might be looking for. Cool. I can live with that. But if anyone else is like, I've got what about this? Like, I feel like we could we could throw one more ingredient in this pot if we needed to. Well, someone mentioned the idea of telling stories about the knife. And what if one of the reasons you want to get rid of knives that you have is because you've had them for previous adventures. And so you have to tell a story about why that knife is so good and how you've used it in the past in order to try and pawn it off to somebody. There we go. I like that. Uh, that is some secret sauce. Mm. That's putting some RP in our G. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank nice. you. I, was, I can just feel, I could feel when you're not, it just needs a little more salt. And there it was. Oh, the salt. <laughs> this is beautiful. All right. Well, uh, I, I am now satisfied. Is anyone else unsatisfied? I am pretty satisfied with what we've got going on here. I am pleased. I think we've got some good uh, good meat that we can subsequently carve off with our knives on these bones. I am very <laughs> looking forward to seeing this either sing or blow up. <laughs> or both. <laughs> or, or both. Or both. It hits the right resonant note and the whole thing just shatters. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This has been Unplaytested. You can find us at unplaytested.com, where you can submit ludicrous ideas for our big list, or follow us on Twitter at Unplaytested. If you want to see the games we make here played, and God, I know you do, they should go up at twitch.tv slash unplaytested. We try to get gameplay to go up the week after the episode drops, but check the schedule there. Or get the games yourself at unplaytested.itch.io. And if you actually play one of these things, we would love to hear about it. Would love to. I really want to hear people's knife stories <laughs> this game. That sounds really fun. At us your knife stories. Unplaytested is made possible by the support of our patrons. Join the Unplaytreon at patreon.com slash unplaytested. Unplaytreons make the magic happen, and you get to vote on our games to make us redo them and make them better. Uh, and they need it. Some of them do need it. Some of them may be beyond help, but... You know what? Uh, that's not for us to decide. <laughs> oh, no. Um, we should probably thank our special guests. Uh, hey, Robert. Thanks for being here. You want to say anything goodbye-wise? Uh, well, if you like hot takes and occasional links to stories, I am fake RS Mason on Twitter. Uh, I hope you enjoy not stabbing each other because stabbing other people is a bad thing, according to our design document. Accurate. It's on the also, list. <laughs> I just learned how to pronounce your Twitter handle. I have been <laughs> thinking of it as Fakers Mason the entire time. <laughs> Oh. Occasionally people get that uh, interpretation, which I, I always find different interpretations of my esoteric names interesting, so... Cool. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Star, what you got? Well, this was fun. Thank you so much for letting me be on the show and for designing yeah. a, a, a knife-based game <laughs> together. Knife-based game. If you, if you, I make games sometimes. So if you want to check those out, they're on, on itch.io at starwest.itch.io. And you can also find me on Twitter at Hedgespresso. 
Uh, hey, did we thank Abducted by Sharks for our music, Bring Forth My Armor? We did not, and we need to do that every episode because that music is here. It's for us. <laughs> it's here. It's here for us, bringing forth our own armor. I'm Alex. <laughs> and I'm Lara. And remember, time is an illusion, and so is death. Star's games are so fun. I still haven't played Wanderlust, and it's been years, but really? everyone I've listened to play it, a table over from me, has had a blast. I should just send it to you. <laughs> See, this is why you get people on the podcast. <laughs> Making those big bucks. That was my plan all along. Stop recording. <laughs>